Van Halen is awesome. Eddie Edward Van Halen on electrical guitar, my all-time favorite guitar player. Hey, I'm JJ. This is Different Stages Radio, and I welcome you to our very first, or my very first, themed episode. And this is about the guitar solo. More specifically, guitar solos within a melodic hard rock metal song. So it's not about instrumentals. It's not about, oh, I come in and I blaze and rip through something. It's about the importance, or for me, what I really enjoy in a song, which I find is very much has become a lost art, is the solo. Those in particular that have a beginning, middle, and end, and just add melody and just a cool break within the song. And furthermore, when the rhythm section can accompany that and add some really cool subtleties to it that just help build that solo and or the guitar player ends up playing alongside the bass and drums and adds some really cool little licks and fills in there too. It's just just spicy. And I find that more often those solos come to light in the power ballad land, which is something I'll never hide that I enjoy. Big fan of the power ballad, especially when it's done right. And those are the songs that often have that more space to, you know, for a quality guitar player to add something more memorable and again, letting it breathe and adding those really cool runs and stuff when, when it fits and makes sense. So I've, I'm going to be playing a bunch of stuff today. This is a, this is going to be the, the longest show to date. I'm hovering it. I'm trying to keep it to 40. Yes. 40 songs. It's hard. It's really hard. And to put them in an order is even harder. <clears throat> I think I know what my number one is. I'm pretty sure I know what the number one, my favorite solo of all time is. So we'll get to that later in the show. Um, if you're checking this out the first days or week that this episode has come out, which would have been on June 20th, I will not be posting the full track listing right away. And that being is I would like you to check out the episode and not know what's next yeah, you can jump around and skip around, but you can't just go to a page and go, okay, there's all the solos. I care or I don't care. Hopefully you enjoy a lot of these songs as much as I do, or even more perhaps. I will shock you even more so right now. As I was building the list and trying my best not to do the overthink, but it's it's hard for me not to, because again, I get so emotional and so attached to this stuff, because I adore it. So I go, well, there's still a ton of guitar players that I really, really enjoy, like Steve Morse, uh, Vernon Reed, uh, Steve Lukather, Marty Friedman, Jason Becker, Richie Blackmore, Jeff Beck, Michael Shanker, Satriani, um, Uli Roth, 
Let's see. Oh, Randy Rhodes, Jakey Lee, Dave Medichetti. You ready to be shocked? I don't have any of those people in my solo list. Isn't that weird? I know, I know, I know. We, we, again, we love our lists. I'd be shocked if there's, if not everyone listening doesn't like making their lists of their favorite albums of all time, favorite singers of all time, favorite live albums of all time, that sort of thing. So these change quite often, but I know the core of this. So even though I do have a couple guitar players in the 40 appearing more than once, I tried to keep it to a maximum. I think there's one that might appear three times. Yeah, I think actually there might be two that appear three times. I know, I know. And one of them that appears that many times isn't even one of my favorite guitar players of all time. Isn't that strange? He just happens to play really cool stuff within songs. So again, I enjoy the guy, but what if, if I'm just going to do my favorite guitar players, he might crack... Uh, 30 maybe, maybe 40. But this dude's got, I think, three songs on my 40. I know, I know. So let's get started. I will keep the songs going as we go. I'll butt in every once in a while just to kind of catch up and see where we're at and maybe talk about some of those songs along the way. But again, it's about the solo. Well, the songs are great too. But I, I just, these solos I find are just awesome. They're just memorable. You can hum them. That's a thing too. You know, yeah, it's good to have some shred. Here's one that, here's another guitar player that'll freak you out that didn't make, make my solo list. I know, I know. Jeff Loomis. I know. I know. Jeff Loomis. So, yeah. Again, it creates conversation. If you want to leave now, I, I, I'll be a, a lot of, or a little bit offended, but hopefully you'll stick around. Check it out. Maybe we can do a volume two down the road. Okay, let's keep moving. Do you know this one?
Well, holy fuck, friends. I had to cut right in there. That was, that's extreme. Well, it wasn't extreme. That was Ozzy Osbourne, but still, that was Zach Wilde. That solo is so good. The outro part, the last kind of minute and change of that is so good. The first solo's killer. The riff is killer. That is so good. Those those kind of question-answer solos. Um, yeah, my... Rah, Randy Castillo. Hey, Mike Inez. Hey, what they're doing to help complement the solo. So good. So... I wanted to butt in too to let you know something I meant to mention earlier when I was doing the first plug of the solo thing. It seems when I was putting this together too, a big part of um, the songs that jump out to me that have these incredible solos that left a lasting lasting impression were a lot of the music that I was first, you know, really listening to, um, even, you know, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 years old into my teens. I'd say the core of what is on this list was probably hitting me the most when I was between, say, 13 and 18. And I'd say that's probably the case for most people that are into music, regardless of styles you're into. That's when you're the most influenced by stuff, you're most willing to uh, or naturally absorb it, I guess, better, and you just remember it better. And I'm one of those weirdos that keeps listening to the stuff that I was listening to when I was 8, 9, 10 in my teens to now. And Fortunately, a lot of those bands and artists are still putting out quality material that I keep buying on a regular basis. So you'll hear some of those people appear, maybe a couple of them reappear today. And that's why I find too that sometimes that it can be a little bit hard for all of us to attach ourselves to a time if you weren't really directly in there at that time. So it doesn't mean that you can't like music that was before your time or even much later in life either. But I do feel that there's probably a lot of stuff that would probably be a lot more important to me, um, or I might've been more uh, receptive to if I was either a few years younger or a few years older. So again, I'm 50, which is 300 years old in, in music land. And, you know, I go back to like some of the, some of my older bands that I really, really dig. Well, for, for one, I vote Rush is always my favorite band. You need to know that if you don't already. Rush is my number one band of all time. But I can't say that I was there during the 70s listening to those albums brand new. Even though I was alive, I wasn't aware and being able to actually listen to them. First time I heard Rush and probably knew it was Rush was probably around when Moving Pictures had come out. And people were still listening to 2112 a lot. So that's what I heard first. But it wasn't until I was, you know, 12, 13 or so and buying more of my own albums that it's more the 80s material when it comes to Rush, like say kind of more um, Grace Under Pressure, Power Windows forward that was more a bigger deal for me as initial impact because I was hearing those as brand new releases off the shelves where, you know, stuff before that, I'd hear maybe little, a song here, a song there, but never had a chance to really delve into it. So, you know, still love all that stuff, but I can only imagine sometimes how much more impactful it would have been. And it already is massively impactful, but how much more impactful it would have been if I was catching these albums as they were coming out. Same kind of goes ahead to um, stuff kind of maybe more in the 90s, like even mid to late 90s, let's say, if I was 
perhaps still in my teens at that point, which I wasn't. There's certain things maybe in the death metal, black metal side of things, or even some of the new metal things, let's say, that might have attracted me more just because of being in that age bracket and maybe having some friends that might have been more into that school. And that's what you listen to. And you have a personal attachment to it because it was your first stuff and it was important to you. So that could be why maybe sometimes it's hard to um, maybe appreciate stuff that's um, a bit later sometimes. It doesn't mean that you can't, or if you do like it, then that's great because it's, it's your music. And all that should matter is that you like it. If other people like it, cool, but that's really a, what it should all be about. You shouldn't be looking to please people with, with what you like. So if you're listening to this show and you're like, man, you're playing a bunch of poo. Well, I'm playing a bunch of poo. You can't please everybody. I'm just, this is probably the first time in my existence that I'm really trying to spend time where this is enjoying enjoyment for me to go through my collection and get jacked about stuff that I like. Cause after years and years of working in the, in the music industry, from putting on shows to having a record store, to doing a little bit of radio here and there, it's it's nice in many respects to just actually sit back and go, Hey, what do I got? Let's actually listen to stuff because there were so many times where, Oh, JJ, have you heard that? And I appreciate that people would always value my opinion and that's really cool, but it would often put a lot of pressure on to really rush things and not have a chance to properly listen to things. And when it becomes more of a job than an enjoyment, it's no fun. Um, so I'm trying to make this a little bit of both where it's, it's a work thing to a, to an extent. And I like to build on it and have it become a bit of a moneymaker, but I also want it to be fun and it's a chance to relive things and, and just get excited and hopefully turn you onto things that you, that might've slipped by you, or maybe you weren't aware of. So I rambled, we're going to carry on with the show. I'll butt back in, in a bit and, uh, let's see if you know this one.
And how killer was that? Some public image limited on different stages radio as part of the guitar solo special. That was from the compact disc or album or cassette. I know, public image limited. Who knows that one? That The track you heard was Ease featuring Steve Vai on guitar and a lot of shred. I love that last kind of two minutes. That solo just kills, 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 kills. Really dig that. Um, and that solo and that album, those recordings would have been laid down just before he joined, uh, before Steve Vai joined David Lee Roth and did the classic Eat em and Smile album. So there's something you might not know. But I think you know with the track before that, that was, I uh, touched on some, some Thin Lizzy, Sun Goes Down, um, John Sykes, great solo in there. Before that, some Metallica, Unforgiven, Kirk Hammett laying down an incredible solo in the Unforgiven. And this leads back to, well, again, I'll, I'll finish out that set. Um, you don't remember, I'll never forget, started that set. Ingve, big impact on me when I was like 12, 13. I'm like, what the hell is this? This is out of this world. This is incredible. And I find that that's probably on the short list of Ingve songs. It's still kind of a melodic song that isn't a million percent about Ingve. Probably like 900,000 percent about Ingve, but there's still... Still some, uh, still some song there, and and uh, and yeah, like he's he's still Ingve in the solo, but there's still a bit of space as far as Ingve is concerned. Anywho, back to um, the the reference with Kirk Hammett, for example. Like I said earlier on in the show, it's it'll, it'll shock you the guitar players that aren't going to be featured in this special, and it's not by any means that they're they're not good, but <laughs> that's not it at all. In the same respect. Um, there's going to be some guitar players, I'll say, like Kirk Hammett. I think he's a decent player. Definitely not one of my favorite players. For me, that particular song, the solo he lays down in that song, just fits tasty, spacious, good. So that's why, for me, that makes my list. So this will be the situation moving forward within the list. There'll be some, yeah, there'll be some players that are clearly in my all-time list. You know, back to the first set when I played some Cult there, some Sweet Soul Sister. Incredible solo. Incredible solo. And um, Billy Duffy would not break probably my top 30, 40 guitar players all time. But that, his playing in that song is, again, for me, it's just quality. It fits. It's crushing. It's tasty. So there you go. That's why, sadly, you won't see somebody like a Steve Morse, who's, again, who's laid down some incredible solos. I love Steve Morse. But there'll be many other players that are going to be denied this time around. So maybe that'll mean a number two in the future, but this is going to probably turn out to be about a three hour long episode. So I hope you're in for the haul. I thought about splitting it up, but I just want to go through it and plow through it. And we're going to carry on and see if you know this one. Justice in the world.
Little King's X action for you on Different Stages Radio as part of the JJ's guitar solos, favorite solos in a song, almost ever melodic guitar solos within a song, not about the total rip and shred, not about instrumental songs, about good songs. And hey, Ty is one of my favorite guitar players ever. Really hard to kind of pick solos with him because again, I find with Ty... The live experience is really where it's at. The guy's always killer on everything anyways, but live, especially King's X, when they get into those grooves and get into those jams, some of the stuff that he's laying down is, again, just dripping, dripping in a field of feel. So Ty is magnificent. That was Complain. Another quick recap. Kim Mitchell, phenomenal guitar player. Rock and Roll Duty, always love the outro solo for that. It just fits the song perfectly. Just a good song. Uh, track before that was Mr. Big covering Freeze, Mr. Big. And even though Paul is in there playing some cool stuff, it's really about Billy just ripping the last kind of minute and a half of that. And story goes that that was done in one take, which would not be shocking or a surprise at all. And just killer groove on that. Really, really dig that. So again, the bass is a guitar, I suppose. Well, it is. So Billy makes the list with Paul doing Mr. Big. Before that, some Van Halen, some Don't Tell Me, What Love Can Do. Love the riff, the tone, Eddie's tone. Again, it's Eddie. It's Eddie. What else do we say? Tone is killer, solo killer. The full version of it too with the second solo. Your old single radio video edit kind of was missing about two minutes of that song. So nice to hear the full track. Just that that riff is just, yeah. I know I say so good, but it is so good. And started that with one of my one of my personal faves, No Justice, Harem Scarum, Pete Lesperance, ridiculous guitar player, good Canadian kid. That solo, very much Nuno inspired for sure. I remember the, um, the Mood Swings album coming out, Harem Scarum, right around the time that Extreme Three Sides to Every Story came out. And yeah, definitely similarities, but Pete, man, Pete has got some... Got some really, really um, smart playing going on. And again, really incredible tone too. So nice to touch on that. Keep things moving. I'm going to blast through another large section. So we're approaching only, we're not even at halfway. We're close to halfway, but getting close to halfway. I'm going to burn through this next little bit. And then we'll be a little bit halfway. And then we'll uh, we'll crunch through the, the second half. You on board for all of this? Is this too much? It's not too much for me. So here we go. Here's some Tesla on different stages radio.
Now I think we should do a song off the, uh, oh, off the Seven Wishes CD we had out, okay? Reb, how's this one go?
Welcome back to Different Stages Radio. And how could I possibly forget Nuno as I did not forget Nuno? That was extreme. That was watching, waiting. Great solo, great outro solo, good song. That would have been when most of the universe was first hearing Nuno for the first time. So Nuno, of course, makes the list and he may very well reappear later on in the broadcast. Before that, what do we have going on? We had a lot of stuff. There was, um, for, for a million years, Lynch Mob just rules the land. That is so good. Um, love the solo in that. Love the space, again, that George leaves. So good. Before that, Night Ranger, Goodbye from Live in Japan, 2007, eight. Let me go look at my collection as it's kind of sitting beside me. I'm going to grab the disc. Yeah, 2007. And that was when Red Beach from Winger was in the band briefly. So nice to have some, the extended solo that isn't quite included in the regular studio version for that track. And some Triumph, Rick Emmett, God, Rick Emmett. What else you said? Rick Emmett. He's so good. He, of course, is on the list and he may reappear later. And um, Aerosmith, amazing. Later Aerosmith track. I really like what Joe was doing on that solo. Like it's a, it's, I think it's a overlooked solo. Like it's, most people know that song was more of a commercial. It was a big, big, big hit, big video. But Joe was killing it pretty good on that. And then beginning with that set was uh, Tesla Forevermore, the title track from the Forevermore album. Love that solo. It's heavy, crushing, in your face, in and out. Nobody gets hurt exceptionally good. So now we shall move on. And, um, as I get further into the episode, we're going to be, I'm going to try to get these songs more in, um, my, my top five and top 10 in more of a specific order. So we have, you know, cause currently it's like, well, yeah, I can't say that track 36, the solo in that track was so much inferior to that of track 35. So, <laughs> I will try to get through these next little bit. And then as we get down to the last, last 10 or so, those will be, these are the ones that really, really tickle my fancy and hopefully tickle your fancy as well. So let's keep moving. Do you know this one? Tired of waiting and closing my eyes I'm asking myself Why is it all my horizons Are so far away I look in the mirror Don't like what I see In my reflection Stranger is staring at me Looking for love the love of a woman, the needs of a man I try so hard to believe, but I don't understand The search goes on But over the mountains, across the sea I know love is waiting, I hear it calling to me All around me Looking for love To surround 
Welcome back to Different Stages Radio. Did I just wake you up? That was quite the quite the stretch. Ten tracks, actually eleven tracks in a row. <sighs> Lots to fly through. If you've been keeping track, that was 
actually going to end at 30 tracks, that segment. And then I was going to do the final 10 and wrap it up at 40. But during that, I'm like, okay, I have, I have a track in my top 10, given something away earlier, early, I'm not telling you what song, but there's a Def Leppard track in my top 10. And I'm like, I don't have any other Leopard earlier because I think there should be something. And, th- and this was more of a, of a heart pick, if you'll say. Pearl of Euphoria was in there just before Home Sweet Home. That was from the Slang album, final track from Slang. I really recommend Slang. A lot of people overlook Slang. It's really good. That version of Home Sweet Home, though, you heard at the end, that was Home Sweet Home 91. Even Mick Mars has talked about that solo in the past, saying he doesn't know where that solo came from as far as the just the playing, the way, again, it fits the song. This is, again, things that are really big on me when it comes to, again, those solos and songs, solos that fit the song, beginning, middle, end, dynamics, hills, valleys, feel, rhythm sections playing along, and complimenting it, they're not just hanging out, um, but not overplaying either. Just you know, doing doing their roles, adding to the song, adding to the solo. Before that, rifling through it quickly, live version of Rush's "The Mission" from Show of Hands that has a slightly extended outro solo. There's things in there that Alex does, little things that just give me give me the gooseies every time. Um, I could probably just do a list of Alex songs because. Well, again, he is Alex and he has that capability. So, and then the reminder too, that a lot of these songs for the most part were things that were really hitting me and impactful for me through my teen years and are still important to me now. So you're probably seeing, you know, I'd say the good focal point of this, of these tracks are probably between say 85, 86 and 91, 92, some stuff a bit before, a couple things a little bit after but that's the core of it. And there's many other things that I deeply, deeply adore. So I know there's going to be, but you forgot this and you forgot that. And ah, I know, I know, I know, I know. So again, there might be have to be a volume two. Keep going through the list. There was uh, Ozzy Osbourne, Perry Mason, Zach Wilde. Again, I would not probably put him, I know, I probably wouldn't put him on my favorite guitar players. He, uh, maybe, maybe around 30, maybe. But when it comes to some of these classic songs where he lays these solos down and again, you got the Randy Castillo just adding to the solo too. I I love the playing behind it. Phenomenal. I wouldn't even say Zach's my favorite Aussie guitar player. I'd probably go with Jake just because again, that was what was hit me hard. I'd probably go Jake and then Randy, and then Zach. That's that's probably where I would go without trying to think about it too hard. But yeah, Perry Mason, good track. Before that, some more George Lynch, Night by Night, Dawkins, Back for the Attack, one of my faves. And then I was looking at splitting up the Warrant tracks that followed that, Big Talk and Sometimes She Cries. I just like how on the album those two flow right together. There's basically no break between the tracks. It's almost like it's one track. Great guitar playing, great melodies, good songs. Before that, some more Edward Van Halen, Love Walks In, 5150, tasty, tasty solos. Before that, unoverlooked album, Winger Karma. Winger Karma, check it out. Good material on there. 
Um, an unsung track on that album, Supernova, is totally worth a listen, as well as what I spun for you, Witness. Some Red Beach just ripping it as he does, and started that big 11 block of shred. Looking for Love, Whitesnake, an original track on the 87 album on the UK version, didn't see the light of day on the US uh, original release, suddenly available in the last few years with the deluxe editions of the 1987 album, John Sykes, beast, always a beast, love the solo, love it. Hills, Valleys, Shred. So this, this jumps us to our 10. Grab a blanket, grab yourself a beverage, go take a dump maybe, um, order, get yourself some food, uh, maybe call a friend. Maybe put this on pause for a bit and come back because the 10, it's 10. So I'll do it in 10, five, I'll do it in two, five song blocks. Then we'll wrap this thing, thing up. I thought I was going to close it in around three hours. I'm looking at the time right now. We're at 3.10. This is crazy. So we'll end up probably closer to four hours. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I know. <laughs> I, this is what I do. I get, I get involved. And you got involved too. So thanks for joining me for this ride through Solo Land. Hashtag different stages radio. Let me know what some of your favorite solos are in songs. Submit some of your lists to our Facebook page, to our Instagram page. Throw some graphics of some albums in your collections. Let me know what tickles you. What are, bring it to my attention going, JJ, I don't know how you left that out. This is what's good is the conversation afterwards. So here we go into 10. 10. We're going to start off 10 with this one.
Yeah.
Ships will pass. Sending ships will pass. Sending ships will. 
Welcome back to Different Stages Radio, the JJ guitar solo in a song special. That was supposed to be, if you're keeping track and counting, which clearly I'm not, that was going to be kind of 10, or I guess 6 through 10. So that was supposed to be five choices, but I actually turned into six because I had to slide in the, the, the moment one, which I think I had it written down earlier. And then I'm like, why wasn't this on earlier in the show? So this 40s now turned into 42, I think, or 43. So what I'm thinking I might do is if I end in that 43, 44 range, is I might kind of throw it over to you and then kind of think about some other stuff and maybe maybe add some bonus tracks, some bonus solos to maybe round this out at a nice 50. So if you got some contributions or JJ, why didn't you throw that, that in there? Like, I'm surprised you didn't put that. Well, there's still a chance to put that in and we can maybe put a little bow on it and wrap it up at 50. So in reverse order, we had uh, reverse order. Well, the last thing you heard was White Snake Sailing Ships from the Slip of the Tongue album, final track from Slip of the Tongue. I was massively, massively huge on that album. I know some people were like, oh, White Snake was kind of sort of done after the 87 album. I still liked it because again, it's partly an age thing too. You know, like if you were old school, like if you were say, three, four, five, ten years older than me, it's probably the the earlier, earlier stuff that's really your go-to stuff. You know, the the Saints and Sinners and Ready and Willing, like those, come and get it. Those are your, that's your white snake. Where, you know, people that are, say, a bit younger than you are probably, you know, they, they start getting into Slide It In and the 87 album. And it doesn't mean that all of us still can't even like what they've done in the last number of years because uh, Good To Be Bad was a decent album, but Forevermore was killer. I'm still indifferent on the, yeah, the, the Purple album was good. That last one, which even the title is good. Yeah, Fletch and Blood. For, yeah, I've only listened to that, I think, twice and wasn't digging that. But still, White Snake, hey, give it a chance. So, I ramble. It's what I do. Before that, Mr. Big uh, Green Tinted 60s Mind from Lead Into It. Just, again, a ridiculous riff. Like, what is that? Um, and just a tasty solo. Good song. One of my, That is probably in my top five songs of all time. So if we get to that at some point, you can expect a re-entry of Green Tinted 60s Mind. Before that, Poison, Life Goes On. CeCe, wouldn't say he's one of my favorite guitar players ever, but the solo he laid down on that track is unbloody real. One of my go-tos all the time. That's a great solo. The song itself, okay. That solo destroys. Tasty, ripping solo. I almost kind of equate it in some ways to um, Mick Mars's solo in Home Sweet Home in respect to these bands, you know, Motley Crue and Poison, similar era, similar vibe, similar fan base, sleaze rock, known as just being more of a straight ahead rock band. But both of those songs have solos that are probably musicality wise, way above of what that band is normally known for. So I wanted to get that in there. And then the Skid Row, I Remember You, such a great solo, just killer and i find there's certain licks and vibe in that that reminds me of the track that was before that extreme song for love for from a pornography love that solo like the, again the question answer solo the the song comes back in after the solo nuno still playing it's dare i say it's so good oh yes it is and then started that what was supposed to be five but turned into a six pack still loving you scorpions Love at first sting. Again, that solo 
reminds me a lot of another song that kind of started this whole solo show off pretty much around the same time. I find the solo in many respects is very similar, but not a clone, but similar as far as the way it's put together, the way it's featured in the song to Stone in Love Journey. Let me know your thoughts. Stone in Love solo, still loving you solo. We're talking more so the last kind of minute and a half of this of each respective song and they're pretty much at the same time so hmm 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 let me know what you think so we're getting down to five. Oh, i wanted to touch back to the the vi sailing ships vi was such a big deal for me and a couple of my friends at the time um passion warfare steve vi's kind of his breakthrough solo album flexible and leftovers before that killer as well but passion warfare because it was on the heels of the two the two David Lee Roth albums. He's just joining Whitesnake. Vi is this big entity. And knowing knowing at the time, a guy who worked in the local record store, he had copies of Slip of the Tongue probably about a month before it was out. And we were fortunate enough to be able to buy copies of it because that's what you did. You bought things, which I still do. And with Passion Warfare, we had to drive out to Winnipeg to get a copy because there's no way it's going to come into our little town. So we drive to Winnipeg just to get copies of Passion Warfare. And the three of us, we each needed to buy our own copy because that's what you did and that's what you do. Little did we know that there was going to be a bit of the arm wrestling match on the way home. Which one gets cracked and which one are we going to listen to? Well, I don't want to crack mine. Well, I don't want to crack mine. But we ended up cracking one. But these are the things, how memories are made, buying albums, driving two hours and change each direction just to buy an album to only go back home and listen to that album. Those are the things you do when music is important to you. So I will carry on. These are the five. I'm going to keep it to five. Like I said, bonus tracks are likely to follow. Um, and the full track track listing for the show will be posted in due time. I want it to be a surprise and, and something as you're flipping through it, not going to a definitive list right away and going, oh, I already know it. I don't need to hear it or I don't care. So I'm thank you again for sticking around, toughing it out. Here we go. This is number five. I'm, I'm, we'll, we'll pretend this is an order. So I'm going to do five, four, three, two, and then I'll come back and announce one, and then we'll be done. Cool? Cool. Here we go. I think you know this one.
There you have it, folks. Arguably one of the best songs ever known to man. One of the best solos ever known to man. Possibly when this whole thing we know as Earth crumbles, this could be the last song that is ever played. Comfortably numb, Pink Floyd. That live version you heard was from uh, the Momentary Lapse of Reason tour, also known as the live album Delicate Sound of Thunder. My wife was fortunate enough to see them on that tour at BC Place Front Row Center. That's when she's got on me. I've seen Pink Floyd, saw them later on the Division Bell tour, but I would have liked to have seen the Momentary Lapse of Reason tour. So that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, so in reverse or in, in order, let's go through. This would be five through two. So number five on the JJ solos, guitar solos in a song. We have it number five as I scroll here. Number five. No More Tears, Ozzy. Again, Zach made it three times in my top 42-3 list here, but I don't even know if he'd make it in my top 30 guitar players. But man, that guy's laid down some classic, tasty, perfect solos. So Zach cracks that. Phil Collin, Def Leppard, Women. Love the outro solo, the first solo, good. The outro solo every time, every time. I get the tingles, I get the tingles. Every time, without without question. So just tasty, tasty. Headed for a heartbreak, followed that winger, Red Beach. What else you say? That whole last part. And again, and again, not just the solo, the band playing along. The little things that Rod's doing, the, the keys in there, um, you know, Kip just holding the fort. It's just bitching, bitching and dripping in feel. And then, uh, yeah, comfortably numb. So as I'm putting this together, we, we, I was mentioned, uh, you know, a while back in the show, I'm like, oh, I think we're going to hit three hours. We broke four bloody hours. Man, I, I, I need some, I need an intervention. Let me know where I can get some, some uh, assistance with the music because I get so involved. And I wanted to throw out too that everything you're listening to, to, to today is all from my personal collection, my personal physical collection. Every piece of audio you've heard today, I ripped it from disc to try to give you the highest quality audio that I can while showing you furthermore how important these bands and songs and albums are to me that I have to have these things. And I hope you feel the same way because again, supporting the artist, looking at your collection, it's just a warm, fuzzy thing. So I like to go through all that. Thank you again for joining me. We're now going to, or I'm going to mention the last band, but not the last track. I'm just going to say, maybe, maybe some of you know. Do you know? Do you think you know? This is, this I will say is number one. I will say this is number one. I used to air band to this in my bedroom when I was over oh, like 14. I remember one time thinking that I was actually impressing a chick by airbanding it. And uh, I remember getting some really kind of weird looks. But these are things you do when you're 14 and you don't know any better. But I would probably even do it again at 50. But I'm married. But that that's, no. I'm not going to do that to anybody else. I'll, I'll, I'll airband to my wife. I'll definitely airband to her. For sure. Most definitely. What am I talking about? Last track. This is Different Stages Radio. I'm JJ. This was the car guitar solo special. 
If you think of any bonus tracks I should, should include, because again, I apologize to Brian May. I apologize to Vernon Reed. I apologize to Gary Moore. I apologize to Jeff Beck. I apologize to, to many people as I'm looking around my collection here. Who else do I need to? I, there's so many I need to apologize to. I need to apologize to Scott Gorham. What am I doing? I need to apologize to Steve, Steve Lukather. I need to apologize to oh, so many. Uh, Chris Poland. We can apologize to him. I can apologize to, um, to Oz Fox and Michael Sweet. How about that? I can apologize to them. I can apologize to John Norum. I didn't include any John Norum. I'm going to hell in a handbasket. Michael Shanker, I'm I'm sorry you're offended. Uli Roth, I didn't mean to I didn't mean to make you all cross. I didn't. I really, really didn't. No. Oh man. Uh, Jerry Cantrell. Oh my bird. I forgot Jerry. No, I didn't forget Jerry. But that's the thing. When you like so much music, part a big part of this was to try to give you some background on myself on what was a big deal for me through my teen years, things that really hit me hard and still hold up to this day. So that's kind of the thing too. It's not that there's still tons of other things, tons of other things. So here's the final track. Thanks for joining me. You ready? Okay. So, okay. This is, this is a big deal. Okay, here we go. Thank you very much. We'll see you next Tuesday. This is White Snake. Bye-bye. I'm blackcatting mom when he's burning with the fever. A strange old house when he's lonely in the night. I wanna go crazy with the thoughts of retribution.
understand the heartache No one feels the pain No one ever sees the tears When you cry 